Hey everyone, it's Simon here, and on behalf of Maria and I, I want to thank you for checking out our podcast, and I want to encourage you to check out our website. On there, we have all of our upcoming events, in-person services, gatherings all over the place, and if you're looking for a church in the MacArthur region, check it out. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, it's all there. We'd love to get to know you. Let's get to the podcast. We've been trekking through a series called Untangled, and in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Jesus tells this story called the Parable of the Sower. And if you're new or visiting today and you've never heard it before, uh, it's a metaphoric story that Jesus tells uh, about a farmer who goes out and starts planting seed, throwing seed around, and the seed lands on four different types of soil. Some land on a footpath where the seed is trampled and eaten by birds, it doesn't grow. Some seed lands on uh, in amongst rocky soil, uh, where the seed can't get any roots in the rocky soil like ground, and it can't grow, and it doesn't grow. Uh, and uh, then some seed lands among thorns and weeds, and th- the plant grows up, and it's choked out by the thorns and the weeds. And then some seed lands on good soil, where it produces a crop 30, 60, 100 times what was planted. Uh, and Jesus tells this story, uh, and the disciples asked, hey, what, what does that mean? Uh, they often ask that question, uh, and Jesus uh, explains to them. And in his explanation, we learn that the seed is God's word. Uh, it is representative of the gospel and God's word, his truth. And then the soil is representative of our heart, of um, our life, our understanding even. So it's like we had a little patch of ground in our heart. So when the seed comes, it lands in our heart. Uh, and depending on the state of our soil depends upon if that seed grows or not. And the goal is fruitfulness, the end goal, which is that fourth seed. And I think that's important to note because the world would have its own versions of success for your life. Well, so does God. God has a version of success for your life. What does that look like? Well, it looks like fruitfulness. Uh, Christ-likeness, spiritual maturity, growing in your understanding, growing in your in your walk with God, your relationship, your love of Him, uh, and most importantly, reproducing yourself, meaning uh, that the seed that was put in you, that seed of God's Word and the Gospel, would be passed on to others, and there would be a multiplication effect, that we would be disciples who make disciples. And of those four different types of soil mentioned in the parable of the sower, uh, only one of them produces fruit. So you could almost say there's a bit of a one in four kind of scenario. So let's read this one last time as we kind of conclude this series today in Matthew 13, Jesus's explanation of this parable. He says this, the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. Verse 20, the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. And then our focus verse is this verse in verse 22. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. And then finally, that last seed in verse 23, the seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. So our focus for this series has been around the thought that many believers today, and myself as well from time to time, can be a bit like that third seed, tangled 
by the worries of life, trapped by the temptations of wealth, crowded by the cares, riches, and worries of this life. Like that third seed among the, the thorns and the weeds, settling for small and futile instead of growing tall and fertile. And what does Jesus say about that third seed? Well, he says they never grow into maturity and they never produce fruit. Now, I want to grow into maturity. I want to be a fruitful Christian. I want to live untangled. I hope you do too. Do you? Is that your prayer as well? And now I want to live weed and thorn free. And we began by laying the foundation that really this starts with the, the state of the soil, the state of our heart, the state of our life. And we spent a week focusing on seeds of chaos and how if we don't have godly order in our life, then of course things are going to get out of order and get tangled up. And then also we spoke about weeds of worry and how we must uh, release our worry to God and replace it with prayer. And then last week we focused on a big topic on thorns of treasure. We, uh, we talked about money and possessions and a real biblical sketch and position on what Jesus, why Jesus would call money and possessions a thorn or a weed. So if you missed one of them, check our podcast. Don't miss it. Come on, like don't miss out, particularly on those weeks where we're in person and we record a podcast only version of the sermon, if you missed it. So the big point is seeds don't grow from the outside in, they grow from the inside out and they take to the soil that they are planted in. So we've been embarking on a bit of a weed and feed over the last number of weeks and like me trying to battle the, the clovers in my front lawn, right? And it's been raining <laughs> lately. And it's like just a little bit of rain and boom, they're back again. And these weeds, we're going to get them. And, and that's a little bit like the things of God in my life, where a lack of maintenance and boundary and godly priority uh, can lead to the things of God being choked out of my life, being choked out of my thought life, my, my priorities, my family. Um, and I want to live untangled. And I hope you do too. So as we conclude this series, and I have really enjoyed teaching this and studying this, I hope it has helped you and encouraged you. I hope you can t make use of the podcast to, to listen again if you need to. Um, and, but I just really felt to focus on the first little thing that Jesus says about this tangled seed as we close up this series. Let's check this out in Matthew 13, 22. Jesus says, the seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. And then in Mark 4, 18, 19, it says the same thing. The seed that fell among the thorns. Among the thorns. And then lastly, in Luke 8, 14, it says the same thing. The seed that fell among the thorns. So I want to conclude our series today by focusing on who and what we are amongst. Uh, Jesus said, there was a seed that fell amongst the thorns. And we've taken uh, time to focus on the soil in our lives and the worries and riches. But what about the surroundings? What about the surroundings? What about who and what I live amongst? And, you know, I can see right now we've got some wives looking at their husbands while we're doing church online and some parents looking at their toddlers thinking, yeah, I know what I, the weeds and the thorns I live amongst right now, but hey, let's not go there too much, all right? Let's love each other. But uh, you know you know how I battle the, the clovers in my front lawn? Well, that's going to be a battle that goes on forever, and I'll tell you why. 
because we live across the road from like a nature strip and the seeds from those clovers blow over onto our front lawn. (laughs) So it doesn't matter what I do. It's just always going to be a battle for us all the time. Clovers are popping up because we live amongst them. And let me just say who or what you live amongst has an effect on you. It does. And Jesus said there was a seed that fell among the thorns and the weeds. What is around you? Who is around you? I mean, it's inevitable. Influences, culture, relationships, workplaces, media, social media, good grief. All these external things will constantly bombard us and constantly bombard the soil of our lives with weeds and thorns, with worries and lures of riches and other things. So just like that clover seed blowing over onto my lawn and and causing me to have to battle the clover, in many ways, living untangled is going to be a constant fight for us because we live in the real world, right? Uh, A corrupted world, a confused and chaotic world. And it's so important for us if we want to be fruitful and if we want to live untangled to be aware of our surroundings. Uh, like when me and my family were up in Port Macquarie just recently, we, we went strawberry picking and they had these kind of greenhouses. And it's amazing. You walk, even though they're open around the edges, you walk under these big hoods and the atmosphere is different, right? The, the, it's more conducive for growing strawberries. And there are things in my life that can help me grow or not help me grow. There are atmospheres, there are influences that can add to my tangledness or help me move past it. And it's easy to blame everything around us for the state of our tangled lives, but it's that's not what I'm talking about today. Uh, Like we have a responsibility to steward what God has graciously, graciously given us, to steward that seed that God has put in us. And we're not hopeless in this. We're not hopeless. You're not hopeless today. God has given us by his word, by the Holy Spirit, uh, and by the, the godly community of faith friends around us at Everyone Church, all that we need and more to live fruitful and untangled lives. And in many ways, to live untangled is to live set apart for God. We need to live in the world, but not of the world. It's like we live in the thorns and weeds in some ways, but not affected by them. When we become a Christian, uh, when we're born again, when we're saved by faith in Christ, by grace, uh, that's not the end. That's the beginning of a process called sanctification. Now, that's a bit of a Bible word, but it's the process by which God is making us more and more like him, undoing our sinful nature and rewriting his nature. God is doing, it's like a bit of weeding and feeding in our lives constantly from the moment we are saved. And so let's read this portion of scripture here in 2 Peter chapter 1 that I think really um, illustrates and equips us with some great practical help about this whole topic of living untangled and living amongst a a crazy world around us. So let's read it in 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 3. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. 
We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Okay, so let's just pause and summarize. Through Christ, we have all we need, Peter's saying. Through Christ, we have his promises for now and the future. You know, the Holy Spirit, his provision, his word. We have the promise of heaven, the family of God around us. These are promises of God, things that he would He would adopt us as his children into his family. And the world is corrupted, but we can share in, in God's divine nature through Christ and stop being corrupted by the world. In other words, the world is tangled. The world is filled with thorns, but we, because of God and because of what his promises and what he has given us, we can live thorn and weed free. We're not hopeless. I love the way the new Bible commentary uh, kind of mentions about these verses. It says this, in knowing him, believers have freely at their disposal all the resources necessary to enable them to work out the process of sanctification. There's that word again, growing into the likeness of Jesus. These resources are assured to us by the very promises of God. So you have all you need to grow into maturity and be fruitful, to live untangled. And you, we need to submit to this process of sanctification, of becoming more like Christ and cling to his promises. Amen. And God has provided you with the equipment to live untangled. It's like my front lawn. I've got the equipment to keep these weeds at bay. I've got the bin dye. I've got the weed and feed. I've even got these little like thing that I can go down and start pulling weeds and clovers out. I've got the gloves to stop me to pull out the prickly ones. You know, hey, we can do it. There is hope here. Okay, let's continue reading in verse five. In view of all of this, all the stuff we just read, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. So let's pause again. So we are to respond to these good things God has given us, his promises. And how do we do it? It says we supplement our faith. I love that word, supplement. You know, we are saved by faith. We are saved by faith, absolutely. But we are sanctified with supplements, with supplements. And the, the Greek word used there for supplement is this word, we'll put it on a scroll here and I'll try to say it, uh, epiharigio. Okay, and that means, I'm not gonna say it again, all right? But that means to, to supply, to furnish, to present. And, and this is such a great picture of what we've been talking about this whole series. And it's like when you become a Christian, Okay? When that seed of God's word lands in your heart, it's like you're given a new house or you're given a new front lawn. It's like by faith and by grace and by the power of the Holy Spirit, you're made new. And now it is up to you to furnish what God has given you. 
to fill it with supplements, fill it with good things, fill it with things that are going to help you mature, fill it with things that are going to help you grow, like a newborn baby. It, when that baby, I'm getting excited about us having a baby in, in a few months. When you hold that baby, it's then up to you to start feeding that baby, right? That, that's the same with us. When we become a Christian, it's up to us to supplement, to furnish the new faith house, that God has given us. Like when Maria and I moved into our house here, man, we did multiple trips to Ikea, right? I'm thinking about the list spinners right now who just moved into their new house. And I'll tell you, I never want to go, after you've done an Ikea, you're moving in and stuff, you never want to go back again for, for years and years, right? And what should the furniture look like in your faith house? What should the furniture look like in your new lawn? <laughs> Uh, well, it says right there in these verses, it says we should have moral excellence in our thoughts, in our feelings, in our actions. We should have knowledge, God's word, understanding God's word. We should have self-control. We should have patient endurance. We always just want to rush. We want progress, progress. No, patient endurance. We should have godliness. We should have brotherly affection or community, a church community. Come on. Uh, we should have love for everyone, including everyone church. Come on. Now, what is furnishing your faith house today? What is filling your inner and outer world? We're talking about living untangled. We're talking about uh, not allowing the thorns and the weeds around us to to affect this process of sanctification in our lives. And the challenge that Peter has thrown out to us is, is, is very, very important because a lot of us don't have moral excellence. We have moral duplicity or failure. Man, have you seen, how many times have we heard of believers with moral failure? Like, man, bummer, right? We don't have knowledge. We have Google and pastors we can call and ask all the hard questions instead of seeking knowledge. Right? We don't have self-control. Often we have reaction to everything. Oh, just reacting, reacting, reacting. We don't have self-control. We see it on the news. We, we read an article. We see, uh, so, oh, react, react, react. And we react on social media. We react to our husbands or wives. Listen, we need self-control. Patient endurance. We don't have patient endurance often. We have impatient quitting. <laughs> like we don't endure. We just give up. Oh, we'll take our ball and go home. We don't have godliness. We have worldliness. We, we don't have brotherly affection. We have brotherly avoidance, sisterly avoidance and division. Uh, and we don't have love for everyone. Sometimes we have love for, just for those I agree with. Come on. When I look around at my life, when I look around my world, is there evidence of Christ-centeredness in my life? Like whoever thought that like interior design and yard care would become so spiritual, right? But hey, what is furnishing your faith house? What is helping you stay untangled? Jesus said there was a seed that fell among the thorns. Are you surrounded by supplements, things that are going to help you? Are you surrounded by weeds and thorns and things that are actually choking you up in your fruitfulness, right? Let's continue reading in verse 8. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. So verse 10, So dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you are really among those who God has called and chosen. 
Do these things and you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So here is Peter encouraging. And you know, Peter actually uh, died not too long after he wrote 2 Peter. He's, He's giving almost like his last exhortation and saying, hey, listen, this is why it's so important, guys. If we want to make it to the end, if we want to live untangled, if we want to be fruitful, if we want to enter the kingdom and, and, and enter what God has prepared for us, we w- must become, we must do what he is saying here. We must supplement our faith. We must add to our faith things that are going to help us, things that are going to keep us untangled. And if we do that, we'll become productive and fruitful. Just like that parable of the sower, that fourth seed that that multiplied, Right? And he says, we won't fall away. We won't, uh, he says that if we are, what I hear in the pastor heart of Peter is saying, hey man, look after the soil in your life. Look after what God has put in you. Look after it. God has given you a precious, he's given you promises. That seed, he's given it to you. Look after it. Don't allow it to become tangled. And remember, when, when we seek to live untangled, and beware, uh, be aware of the surroundings, or the weeds and the thorns that can easily invade our soil and life. Uh, we aren't doing this because we're worried we're going to lose our salvation. That, that's not what he's saying necessarily. But we, because we are saved by grace. We are saved by faith. But that seed that God has placed in us, it's not a corruptible seed. It, it is an eternal seed. Amen. But in many ways, we pursue living untangled. And we pursue living healthy spiritually and and growing and being fruitful, uh, not out of fear for what God might do to us, but more so out of concern of what God won't do through us. You know, when I live tangled in the worries of life, in the riches of the world, uh, the lure of riches, uh, I rob myself of what God would want to do through me. Come on. When I live tangled in chaos and worry, when I don't housekeep, when I don't furnish the faith house that God has given me and I'm not diligent with it and I just allow things to crowd me over and allow the things of God to be squeezed out of my life, uh, you know, I won't be fruitful and I want to live fruitful. That's been the heart of this whole series. Not for the sake of achievement. No, no, no. For the sake of God's glory. Amen. For the sake of his glory and goodness and seeing Jesus being brought to everyone everywhere. And this is the reason for us to stay untangled so that we can be fruitful. And this is why we need supplements in our faith. Like brotherly love and community. I think about, have you ever, uh, you got any people, maybe your streets like this, but there's a few streets in our neighborhood where it's like everybody on the street has an immaculate front lawn and their garden is just perfect. It's like, it's like a culture on that street of just you look after your front lawn. It's like that's, it's almost like everyone signed a contract saying, we will have amazing front lawns on this street, right? Good for them, fantastic. This is the thing, is that is what the godly community is meant to look like. That there would be such a culture of cultivating good health and and living untangled that we would encourage one another that we that we that we would spur one another on to good soil living and we've all seen church communities before and I pray and I hope that our church will never be like this where it's become like a thorn and weed fest filled with gossip and comparison and distraction and controversies and oh, and losing that focus on what 
Christ has told us, uh, what Christ has told us to do. That is not helpful. And we have a great opportunity today at Everyone Church to make a choice that our church is going to be a thorn-free church, where we encourage, where we're God-focused, where we follow Jesus, where we lean in the faith friendships, where we engage in discipleship and live mission-minded. So today I want you to think about your surroundings, your workplace, your friends, your family, your the music you listen to, the podcast you listen, the media you consume, your Netflix schedule, your Disney, whatever. Are they adding to the tangledness of your life? Are they adding to your weed and thorn problem or are they helping you? Come on. Is it supplementing your faith or subtracting from your faith? Come on. Can I pray for you today? I know uh, we need the Holy Spirit to help us find our blind spots. And also we need each other. I love that Peter says there that we need brotherly affection. Like we do need each other. You know, the truth is, is I have blind spots in my life. You have blind spots in your life, but we can help each other as well. Amen. Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you for everyone in everyone church, new families, people who've been with us from the beginning. And Lord, I just pray that we would live. I ask that you'd help us live untangled. Help us live. Thank you for this series, God, that, that, you could, that we could go to your word and you could give us tools to help us, Lord, to, to live untangled. We want to be fruitful. We want to live your way. And today we surrender all we are to you. Lord, I, I think about people today who might feel like at work or at school or in their family, in their relationship situations, that they, they feel like it, it's just there's weeds that are just choking them out, Lord, that they feel like the things of God are being pressed and squeezed. Lord, I ask that you would help us. Lord, help us have patient endurance. Help us respond with with kindness, with godliness. Come on. I pray, Lord, that you would help us by the Holy Spirit to rise up and live your way in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, hey, church, thank you so much for joining us today for online. And hey, I I love gathering online, but I also love gathering in person. We're going to be in person next week. We have an afternoon service time, remember? And I hope you can get to connect group today. Ladies, you're having a connect group and guys are in a couple weeks and we hope that you can join us in the future. Come on, let's supplement our faith. Let's get together and let's live untangled in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a blessed week.